we could do them all at once, that'd be like a really bad idea. A really bad idea. Like, lis- like listening to the Craft Beer Cast. By the way, I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, you're still here. And uh, so is all the Wells. What's yeah. up, man? That's a really good idea. I got nothing. Got nothing? You got nothing. Uh, what you fellas been up to since last recorded? I'm trying to even remember the last recording. The last recording. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I do remember now. That last recording was good. We got a little squirrely on episode two. Yeah, well, I mean, we had had some good stuff, and then, you know, the real bangers came out, and man, oh, man, that Pliny the Younger. I'm still thinking about that. It's been a long time since I've... I mean, I'm sure it's going to be, like, our number one or number two for our... You know, for, yeah, for, Chris for already gave me shit. He's like, if it's not at your guys' number one list, and I'm never sending you beer again. It's only March. I'm like, well, maybe. Maybe. I mean, there's a lot of time. and But I mean, and I was trying to describe to somebody, it's like, you have Pliny the Elder, if you've had Pliny the Elder. And it's this master class of what a West Coast IPA is. And for some reason, I kind of expected, expected, expected Pliny the Younger to be maybe a little cloudier, maybe... You know, like orange syrup. You know, like like remember um, uh, Avery's um, Maharaja. Maharaja, thank you. Um, like that sometimes would pull orange, <laughs> but uh, you know, like it wasn't. It looked like Pliny the Elder, but it was yeah, not. But it was not. And uh, man, oh man, a master class and what uh, a beer of that heft and that style can be. Good grief. Well, did you do anything? Went to uh, Divine Barrel's anniversary party. I was a little... I, I saw you. Yeah, I, dro- hey. I, I did the drive-by. Yeah. Hey, well, look, well, there's Wells. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. <laughs> pop, pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. That, I, I did not actually shoot bullets. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I came... Oh, dang it. Now my, I was about to, I'm stalling to try to remember the guy's name um, from Community, but I can't, so... Let's go the shooting bullets I did the other treatment uh, but it's not justified and that's the only name I can come up with and I know that's not right okay the pop pop guy from community good job anyways that was Divine's anniversary in these COVID times uh, really good um, cool they you know they wouldn't allow people inside magnitude if, if they like oh cool all the tables are full you all have to wait and for what I've heard whatever like the wait was about you know manageable five ten minutes um but you know, we were outside. We got there super early and left yeah, kind of early, too. So um, it, it was manageable. Very well run. Good. Um, I mean, look. Which, I mean, it's not going to be a surprise. Like, the one of the places that you and I went to and we went yeah. out and it was very socially distanced. And- but look, I, not every single person or not every single brewery in town can throw a party and... and- have it be well run, you know. Sometimes, yes. you know, for every one of these, you get a something else. So, uh, I we got there early to avoid a problem, and from what I heard, there just wasn't a problem. So good, I'm happy to hear it, and the beers were good too. So I nice. grabbed a couple of them for the show. Cool. Yes, I too grabbed some beer while I was there. Mm-hmm. Just did the like I said, ordered them online, picked them up. I mean. As much as I would love to hang out and, and all that kind of stuff, you yeah. know, you got family with you sometimes, and like it was just nice, just to no stress, no fuss. Uh, you know, we've been uh, joking with Gavin for well, I guess as long as we've known him that they need to make a barley wine, an English barley wine. Yes, 
And so help me, they did. And um, so help my liver, they did. Yeah. Because I'm already a four pack through it. <clears throat> yeah. It's good stuff. It is, it is really, really good. Um, and it was just nice not to have to stress about, am I going to get there in time for it? Just to be able to order it online and just pick it up is mm-hmm. like, it's great. Yeah. I mean, selfishly, <clears throat> part of me hopes that the places that have been doing this online stuff continue to do so post pandemic just because it makes a lot of sense. But mm-hmm. I also know that. Maybe logistically, it's just not feasible for them to continue to do so, but it would be great if they could. I imagine, you know, for a lot of these that are offering curbside and pre-sale, I mean, it's depending on on what kind of chunk their online shopping cart system is taken out of their out of their profits. Mm -hmm. It's it's a win win for them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, I was watching a pretty compelling video about um, how a lot of a lot of the especially like the fast food industry really is comfortable with there not being anybody in their restaurants and would just prefer you do take out all the time which I mean let's face it like when was the last time either of you walked into a fast food restaurant on purpose yeah Walk, on purpose into a fast yes food? oh boy like honestly the last time so when you and I used to work in that building yep. that was and I used to walk over to McDonald's occasionally that would have been the last time I ever stepped foot in a fast food building ever. Wow, I mean, I sh- met. easily pre-pandemic. Oh yeah, no, 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 definitely pre-pandemic. But I mean, like, I would walk over to McDonald's occasionally and grab breakfast, and yeah, that building was literally what a hundred yards from that McDonald's. So like, I'm not gonna get in a car and drive around all that. That's pointless when I right. can just walk right there. But outside of that, no, I haven't stepped foot in a fast food place. This is weird. Why anybody would? But anyways. I've Sometimes you just want the ambiance <laughs> of, of uh, Jack in the Box at six o'clock in the evening. No thanks. Yeah, I don't need anybody watching me eat my struggle meals. <sighs> right? Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm not there for the uh, ambiance. And well, I mean, you could argue people watching, but yeah, no, just no. don't argue people watching. No, but I mean, you I know, mean, if you want to people watch, though, you're gonna have a better and more fun experience going to a waffle house at any time during the day or night. Yeah. That's going to be where it's at. There are peak times to watch people at the waffle house, but it's pretty much 24 seven for a reason. Yes, exactly. That's where it's at. Hey Wells, what's going on at Sam Adams? Oh boy. I mean, aside from them being less of a beer company and more of a seltzer and cidery, sweet tea, cider, everything company. Uh, well, the the beer that they essentially made their name on, Sam Adams Boston Lager, uh, man, they're talking about uh, tinkering with the recipe. Uh, Gee, I wonder why. Uh, I don't see what the purpose of this is because it's not like you're going to lure somebody like us back with this approach. And I think there's only downside to this. <laughs> So they're looking to evolve the brewing pat process that we're gonna that's gonna give them improved sessionability. Because I don't know about you guys, when I have a Boston lager, I get one and done, man. That's yeah. all I can do. It's really hard to go past that first one. I mean, I I like Boston lager, but I also couldn't tell you the last time that I had Yeah, I was gonna say I, I legitimately sit here thinking, when was the last time I had one? Yeah. There's not probably a legitimate reason not to, but also there's not really a compelling reason to. Yeah, exactly. Like, so 
That's but now it'll be more sessionable, so you can like get through, rip through your twelve pack faster. I mean, I guess if they redo that, then maybe we should grab one in the new castle that everybody's bitching about that Lagunitas has changed. Oh, the the hoppy Lagunitas. The yeah, no. yeah. Oh, did I tell you I found a, a place to source our uh, seltzer show? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Didn't tell me. Yeah, yeah I found did. a place, and they have lots of singles. Oh, like, that's great! All the different types. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's that's. Uh, I mean, summer's coming up. I guess yep. we don't have a choice. We've talked about this long enough. I yep. guess we're gonna have to fucking do it now. Yep. Great. But, uh, but Wells, I think you're right. Like, what is this doing? I mean, this is not gonna get one of the three of us to go. Oh, you know what? I haven't had in a long time a Boston Lager. Well, I guess it just did. I mean, you're talking about fair enough. grabbing, but that's it. it it's well, he's it's, talking about grabbing one to compare old versus new. Not it's hey, more I of like a perverse curiosity, right? You know, what if you're a diehard Boston Lager fan and suddenly they tinker with it and it's not as good? I mean, what the heck is this? Crystal Pepsi? Yeah. I, I, yeah, or New Coke. New Coke. Right? Like this, yeah. yeah, this definitely feels like we're not training in the right direction. Boston Lager sales are slumping. What do we do? And somebody says, why don't we, you know, update the recipe and make it more sessionable? People love session stuff like session IPAs and session stouts and session sours. But session yeah. seltzers. But is isn't Why Sam Adams no Boston Lager already fairly sessionable? That I was mean, my point. Yeah, right. Because I mean, what I are mean, they going to do? A... Drop it from five point two to five? Like, oh yeah. wow. Well, so what you're telling me is that you're not selling as much, so you're going to effectively water it down a little bit, so that it's cheaper on you. Yeah, and pretty much. It's not going to be cheaper for me. It's a five percent beer today. Wow. Okay. Anybody looking for a four percent lager on no. the reg? No. You know. You know how they should really bump up the sales. Get Bill Bird to do your ads. I'm sure you guys saw the <laughs> SNL skit. Oh, that was that was good. the best. Oh my goodness. Just get him to do your ads. I'd buy it. Fuck it. it. Yeah. Count me in for a six pack. I mean, maybe tone it down a little bit, but I mean, the aware, the self awareness would be amusing enough to me that so I'd at least give it a shot. That was, that was a good one. No, whatever. <sighs> well, at least it's not going to be a, a, a brand refresh that leaves you scratching your head like we talked about with Anchor. Yeah, you know, Anchor Brewing Company. I mean, that that was a, a necessary move, but at the same time, we're like, uh, why this direction? Yeah. So, uh, whatever. Boston beer, good luck. Yeah. That's all. Also, good luck to Molson Coors and getting your brewing operations back online. Oh, oh no. Boy. What happened? They got, all I see is a bunch of Cat 5 cables. They got Trojan Horse, basically. And oh, their, no. Their whole process, their whole facility, their whole brewing system got taken over. That is the wildest. It's, it's really cool that we live in an, a technological era where you can essentially, like even local brewers, can start heating up their mash water. Yeah, I know. CNN Business, gotta love the, the, the copywriting or, or uh, uh, editing, proofreading on this. Molson Coors makes a dozens of beer, hard seltzer and non-alcoholic beverages. There's no Oxford comma. Like, I feel like even the, the website's trying to tell you that there's a grammar error there. It's underlined. <laughs> <laughs> this is wrong. Sorry, Wells. Sorry, Wells. I mean, being able to brew by wire is, is neat. Um you know, you can get your strike water up to temperature before you even like walk in the building. Um, and 
but but goodness, I, I just couldn't imagine getting hacked and suddenly you're not able to brew. You know, all these <laughs> all these small craft breweries everywhere on the con- around the country that don't have access to this, you know, gargantuanly expensive uh, like network brewing system are just like, huh? Like if they got hacked, who cares? We can yeah. still at least brew beer. We just might not be able to answer email. <laughs> oh no! Well, and I was going to say, well, as you make a, a valid point, it's not like. I've got some little uh, shit. What's a raspberry pie that I've set up to <laughs> fire up a heater to turn my strike water on? This shit's all electronic, so yeah. it gets hacked, it goes down. You're just sitting there scratching your ass, going, "I don't know, we can't do anything." And you know, there has to be like some Venn diagram of like IT nerds and craft beer nerds. That's probably like Purvis. He's probably sitting in a room with a bunch of his buddies talking about like, you know. I bet we could get into Molson Coors. They wouldn't even know we were there. Yep. <laughs> Cue the montage music and <laughs> shut minutes. down the servers. That's right. <laughs> like well, a- yeah, and, and and I mean, you know, Jeff, you and I, we work at a company that was a part of this where all of our online shit got shut down, and like basically everybody's sitting there twiddling their th- thumbs for like a week. Yep. Like, can't do anything. And, and I'm sure that they have some old manual systems that they could have easily fired up. But at the same time, it's not going to be on the same level of production of what they would do with their, I mean, you know, electronic setup that they've yeah. got going, which is pretty common in well, most big breweries anyways. And part of me wonders if, you know, no offense to the brewing staff, but I wonder if it's if they can even legitimately brew on something that they would have to control manually. Yeah. You know, it's like, a, like I can drive manual transmission. Takes me a little bit to get, you know, to, to remember to get back you know, into it, to, yeah, yeah, to get yeah. back in the muscle memory of it. But I can do it. But that's also like wholly different from you know. Here's this giant vessel that I need to figure out how to heat. You know, it's not like you just turn a couple knobs and it all goes. I mean, that's all probably to Wells's point, electronically controlled. Yeah, like that's not a you know go. I just need to, you know. It, there's one thing between beside having like a macro that runs and does all of the the button pushing at the right times. It's another thing when it's like I literally can't turn my st- my my oven on right. without my digital readout, right? Yep, yep. Or I don't know where my temperature's at because I don't have my readout to tell me, oh, it's time for me to mash in, or yeah. you know, whatever the case is. It's just beyond. Like, it's something that I'd never really thought of. For sure. Anytime that I see, yeah, you're right. Like some of these newer systems, like oh, that's really cool. Like you've got this electronic system that allows you to like see exactly how warm your mash tun is, like what your fill level is on your boil kettle. Like you don't have to like guesstimate, you know, and I've thought those were really neat, but okay. I, I mean, I've never brewed on one. I've always done it manually right. or, um, or, you know, the analog way, but you know, I thought they were nifty and, and now like this takes it down a little bit of a peg. I was going to say, so we only have one other story. So this is a good kind of caveat to get into wells for a newer brewery. That's like a divine or resident culture. How much of their system is electronic now versus like 10 years ago of you starting a brewery? I'm not worried about uh, these newer, smaller breweries like getting hacked and not just because they're too small to really kind of mess with, but right. too small to assail. Like the opposite of too big to fail. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Back Sorry. It took me a minute away. I'll, I'll go back to my corner. <laughs> it, um, I mean, a lot of them just don't have the, you know, that su- level of sophistication in their equipment. Okay. Uh, so for, 
you know, you, you'll still get digital readouts that'll tell you like what this probe says. Uh, you can still look at your you know, certain meters and see like what your flow rate is for water, what your temperature is, this, that, the other. I mean, that's that's pretty common these days. Okay, but they they just aren't hackable to the this degree. Gotcha. They're not as networked, basically. Oh, yeah, well, exactly, saying. exactly. They okay. they may have like you know digital like a digital readout panel or something, but it but it's not. Like, it's not a hundred percent automated system of I'm hitting a button, I'm firing my strike water, it's dumping the yep. grains in for Okay, gotcha. It's more like right, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. All right, let's dump the hops in now. Wait. I was just I'm just curious, just because you know you stop and think about even like pellet grills and where they are versus when I first got introduced to them, where they were still yes they were electronic, but there was still a lot of manual shit you had to do to them, and now half of them are connected to your phone, and yeah. you just Bluetooth in and you set your temp and. It, Crazy weird shit like and that. And then you just get a message on your phone when it's completely shit the bed, and you know yeah. it's going to cost more in parts than it is to buy a new one. Exactly. And then you move to an analog system, and you never look back, and you go, sure. "Yep, I should have done this to start." This with. is the way. Or you're like me and don't learn your lesson the first time and get a new pellet drill by a different manufacturer, and so far I don't have any problems. I just smoked a chicken today. Hooray! Hooray. There are days that I. I would be interested in the convenience factor of it, but I mean they're nice, but yeah, like you said, when they shit the bed and it costs you more to fix it than to buy a new one, you can fuck right off. I will take my manual setup and yeah. just forget about it. What you're is tell you the truth. It's 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 because you're worried about your grill being hacked by Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't want it to be on a Russian botnet. You're Sending out tweets. He said, no, see, what happens is it's getting real hot. He can't figure out if he's just pushing too much pellets through or if it's actually over there, you know, you know, mining crypto or something. Right, like that. exactly. <laughs> Your neighbor is trying to throw a garden party and doesn't really <clears throat> appreciate the smell of smoke. So turns your, like, brisket off halfway through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Must mine Dogecoin. <laughs> God. All right. So I guess final story up because we only... We didn't have a lot of news this week. Um, this has become more of a trend in both beer, wine, and bourbon of let's take some barrels of beer and let's age them in these weird spots. Like this one happened to be off of a sunken boat, basically. They buried about 200 barrels of beer. I thought, ah, it'd be fun to age this underwater. Sure. What Why could not? Go, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Nothing could go wrong. Well, somebody decided to steal all the beer that they've been <laughs> aging in these I'm, in this sunken vessel. I'm okay, sorry, okay. So, but this so, is like... This is tragic, but at the same time, like, come on. Okay, so did somebody did they leave did they leave a note? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm in your boat stealing your beers. I mean, like, what's the? How did they figure out it was stolen? I mean, it, clearly they get down there and like, I gotta swear we put it right here. Yeah, <laughs> it was right send, here. Send a scuba diver down to like, you know, to bring these barrels up, and they're just <laughs> missing. Hey, like, Mikey, this is where you put it, right? It's over here. It was no. in this sunken ship. It, it was wasn't. Right. In, it wasn't it was, in that one over there, it was, was it? Is this right? 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 Are you sure? But yeah, wow. somebody made off with two hundred gallons of beer, which that's that's a few barrels that they were aging underwater as an experiment to see what would sure. happen. And but so, that's so like two hundred gallons is is how many barrels? Does this that's like there? three, four bourbon barrels. Like that's that's okay. not really. So that's it's not, not a ton of beer, but let's imagine. I mean, it says like nearly two hundred gallons. So I'm just, that would mean the three of us would have to get all scuba geared up 
and go diving yeah, underground. Yeah. Look at man, or I'm just see- one person with a with a basket and somebody else on a boat with a winch. Okay, good point. It's I've a seen the Italian operation. job. I know how this stuff is done. It's a piece <laughs> of cake. You got to get the little roller and you paint on the ceiling, you know, and then you set the charges and then yeah, this isn't Ocean's Eleven over you here. Shoot this Donald is like, Sutherland and it all goes south. This is Ocean's Two. Or three in that case, three three barrels. Oceans two and a half. But like you said, this is <clears throat> this is becoming more and more common. Not barrels getting stolen, but you know, people aging them underwater. I'm sure you guys have heard about the bourbon that listens to Metallica. Like, right, right. <laughs> some like <clears throat> so some of these things I feel like could impart somewhat of a variance, you know. Oxygen obviously isn't going to happen. There's no oxygenation at that level. You've got extra pressure. Maybe that does something. Listening to Metallica, like, okay, that's a gimmick. You 100%. Know? But whatever. And I mean, I, I part of me would probably argue that even doing this is a gimmick in, in, a, in of itself. Like, yeah, because what what impact is this going to have on the finished beer? Like, You control your temperature real well. Okay, cool. But there are... Probably other less difficult ways. Yeah, of but doing those it. ways can get hacked. <laughs> yeah, as we've seen. God, <laughs> the Russian botnets can take over your fermentation rig. That's right. Next thing you know, it's mine and Dogecoin. What are you going to do? Yeah, but I've I've never worried about. I, you know, I've worried about like uh, wild yeast. I've worried about contamination. I've worried about everything, but never like pirates. Yard. Either one. I mean... Because, you know, shipwreck. They they were set to bring the barrels up, and the barrels were gone. The team that had worked so hard to age the beer is devastated. Worked so hard to age it? Like, what did you do? You put it in the barrels, and then you you sunk them. You put it in the barrels, and then you sunk the barrels, and you Which, again, feels like the drunken boardroom discussion. Hey, 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 you guys. You you, you know what we should do? Just take our beer. Okay. And put it in the sea. So it was, it was seven seven barrels. I don't know what size they're using, but seven seven barrels of high ABV dark beer. Wow, how? Oh, it was in a Soviet era ship on the ocean floor. Oh, that's kind of cool. Maybe they didn't uh, they didn't locate it correctly. Maybe they sent too many pings. It's very very possible. Yeah, it's just like ah, whatever. <laughs> Well, I, give, I guess we've got some time. Would you guys like to play a game? Sure. Give me a second. Let me find a good one. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm over here opening the wrong beer. Don't mind me. Okay. Was it anything that we're... No, no. It, it's for the next show. I just, you know, I grabbed the wrong hero. Oh, nah. Happens Whatever. to me all the time. Wow. Dead air. Uh, yeah, vamp, please. I'm working on it. Just Josh is being so picky. So yeah. Um, okay, I got one. So keep vamping. <laughs> oh, okay. Like no, you can't see the screen. I've right, got- right, right. Yeah, it is terribly exciting. Terribly exciting. Yeah. I don't know. This this feels like uh, yeah. So setting barrels under the sea. You know, it's like where's one eyed Willie when you need him. You know. I blame the Little Mermaid. <sighs> Everything's better down where it's wetter. Under the sea. Oh, and <laughs> at the end of that article, they said like anybody that was planning on opening up those barrels to drink what was inside is going to be very disappointed because that beer was supposed to be mixed with like other beer. 
And it's like, well, so okay. What's, so what's the point of this? So now it's a real gimmick. Like the beer is yeah. not good in and of itself. And they're like, well, let's put it under the water because it's not that great to drink on its own. And then we can say that we mixed it and blended it with these things and we can charge extra amount of money and the secondary market will go crazy. And then they're like, oh no, our beer got stolen. We're heartbroken. Oh no, it wasn't very good. Not good enough to drink on its own anyway. Yeah, that's true. All right, gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to... Ah, yes. To Zelda. The shotgun shell. The shotgun shell. The shotgun shell. Is it like like an actual shotgun shell? It's called the shotgun. No, shell. no. I, I okay. I yes. I get clearly. That but what does it do? What do you think it does? Holds pellets. Gets fired at intruders. So is this Ske- like a uh, is this like a a special can adapter so as to make my shotgunning life easier? Boom! Nailed it. So yes, this is a vessel that you stick around your vessel. And it makes it easier to shotgun your beer, yeah? So it's like a koozie. Uh-huh. But, but hard plastic. But, but it has sharp in it. Yeah. So what's wrong with, like, car keys? Well, you got to remember... down the keys. Stop wasting your beer. Stop. Here is this piece of plastic that will help you shotgun your beers you, better. You have to remember that 60 to 80% of Kickstarters is... Here's a gadget that I thought of to fix a problem you don't actually have, but I'm going to try and convince you that you do have. Okay, and, and this is why it's better than keys. This creates a precise hole in your vessel to make sure that you're able to shotgun your beer. Optimally? Optimally. Oh, yes. Because if there's one thing that I've... Uh, I actually got kicked off the uh, beer shotgunning world circuit because I couldn't get my beer shotgunned optimally. Uh, I worked on my efficiency and my gains were good, but uh, it just but, wasn't optimal enough. But my hole was misshapen. Yes, but this has got the perfect angle to help. You know, that. and I tried to I tried to throw a fit about that. You know, like don't don't shame my hole shape, okay? Like you know, it's, you, it, you know what this it does? works. This delivers the sweet spot. What of your and I'm just reading this shit off of the Kickstarter. I'm kidding you not. This delivers the sweet spot. Prevent you from spilling your beer, but like, isn't that part of the shotgun experience? I mean, yeah. I mean, I couldn't imagine shotgunning a beer and like not getting any on me. Right. That's that's not very optimal. I gotta say. No, it's like the congratulations. Say that's not very cash money, but I'm here to tell you that's not very optimal. Wells. Okay. How many steps do you think that it takes in this new crazy device for you to party on? Probably it about three be. more than it needs to. <laughs> <laughs> There's three steps. Yep. Okay. Three more than it needs to. Step First, one: cut slide a, it in. Cut step, a hole in the yeah, box. Well, I mean, that's that's usually how it goes. Yep. Step one: slide it in. Step Absolutely. two: hit the punch. Punch your junk in that box. Step three: pass it around and rage on. Wait. Time out. Time pass out. It time around? out. Time out. I'm not passing my beer if I'm shotgunning it. Number one: COVID. Number two: I just shotgunned the beer. Yeah, it's empty. And plus, like. Oh, oh so, they, mean sh- they mean pass the, uh, the the device around. I'm assuming so. I don't know. They just here, want you to rage on, guys. But here, good sir, turns? I just finished shotgunning this beer. Would you like to use my beer prosthetic? <laughs> All right, so ultimate question number one. How much do you think it would have cost? This is an older one. Okay. How much do you think it would have cost to get in ground level to buy How, how good a plastic is this? Mm-hmm. Is this good looking plastic? Is cheap looking plastic? Good looking plastic, but now in the modern age of 3D printers, mm, not so much. Okay. All right. Oh, God. 10 bucks. 15 bucks. 
10 15 10 bucks. Yeah. $17. Okay, cool. Price is right, I win. Why, though? We all lose. Yeah, yeah but, well, but I mean, why? I, I've <laughs> got to take a look at this because this is... Okay. So how much do you think they were... And I'll show you. How much do you think they were asking to get this developed? <laughs> Five grand. Seven grand. It's actually lower than that, believe it or not. They were only actually asking for 3300 3300 bucks. So, the ultimate question. It's such a weird number. Did this fund? 30, like, why not 3500 Right. 4000 like, like, when I say those, it's it's either the, like, weird... Oh, I'm sorry. It was thirty five, not thirty. Oh, okay. Oh, thirty five. Thirty three feels like that. We've got a debt that we need to pay off, and we need this to do it. You know? <laughs> and we have this idea. Yeah. Yeah, I need uh, $1,432.12. All right, so the ultimate question: Did this fund? I hope not. I always say I hope not. At thirty five hundred means that they got to sell like what two hundred of these things? Yeah, they probably sold two hundred of these. Although then they get the discount for doing be like an early backer and all that kind of stuff. I, I hope it did not. I, I feel like it did. I mean, like all of these. This is that kind of sweet spot. Oh of, crap! Are you kidding me? This is kind of that sweet spot of. It's. It's beer adjacent. It is almost, it's like impulse money for a lot of people. Uh huh. You know, like 10 to 20 bucks. It's why they put, you know, DVDs and Blu rays at the checkout lines at Target. Yep. You know, it's like, oh, yes. I mean, you know, what's another 20 bucks? No big deal. Um, so once you've made your hole, how do you shrink out of it? Well, there's the, there's a spout. Oh, oh, we've got a video. Oh, but look, it's just look like- at that optimal hole. So you, you push, push it in, in, you push the hole, then you slide the damn beer up. So it's just, That's that a, is so stupid. Wait. that It's not like you, you don't even drink out of it? No. It's just you, a, you it's just a can punch. You punch it, and then you take your... But how does that not spray it everywhere? Ah. Okay, so you slide it in. And then you, then you punch crank. it, and then... That's just dumb. Yeah, so right there, you just slide it in, it punches your little nice square hole or but like, triangle, okay, okay, and then okay. you drink. But again... Those contents are under pressure, right? Like, I don't just get to punch a hole and it not spray out. Well, I guess so. I Thanks. I hate it. For, <laughs> for $17, I can choose my color. For $18, get an American flag. Fuck yeah. Give me a break. I mean, whatever. I, I don't... Cool. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a little slow. You didn't you didn't grok with that? That wasn't something you would have bought. No. Like if you were in total wine and you saw this at a checkout, you wouldn't go, you know, I need something. I need a very See, okay. complicated device to punch a hole in the beer that I'm going to shotgun. So I, I would have thought that at some rate you would have You punch the hole, but you gotta open the top. But again, like they're punching how do, how are they punching the hole in and not like spray everywhere. I mean, contents are under pressure, but they're not like that much under pressure. There's, it's probably a smoother. It's an optimal cut. It, it, uh, it's that you're not using the key. Yeah. You know? So, so you're getting a nice triangle, tr- almost triforce shape. But like the way they do it, there's zero like leakage or drippage or anything. Like they would do it over the mixing board here and be completely comfortable. And I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. I don't trust that. Uh, I love doing these with you guys because you get so pissed off. I was so (laughs) irrationally angry about this because it's dumb. In, press, out. Title of my sex tape. Hey, oh.
All right. Are we ready for break? Oh, yeah. After this, you betcha. All right. We'll be back in 30. Catch up before we start? No, too late. We're already starting. Dang it! Well, it's time for buy no buy. How does that work? Oh man, it's been a while since I've done one of these. So we've been drinking beer on the show, and it's time for us to let you know uh, what we think of it. We are simple system. It's either we would spend our hard earned money on this, aka we would buy it, or we wouldn't, aka no buy. Jeff, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. I'll do that. What do we have up Rearrange first? stuff. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> first, from Burial, this is Spectacle of Martyrdom. If any of y'all have family, I'm sure you've got a martyr in your family. Every family has one. And if you don't, it's probably you. Oh, great. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, this is a it's, it's a low ABV. It's a 3.9% English mild ale. Damn straight. And this is delicious. It's nice and roasty. It's got some um, nutty kind of going on with it. It's, um, I mean, this is just, this is excellent. This would go really well with uh, a lot of cheeses. I want some cheese now. <laughs> That's a good sign, right? But uh, yeah, no, this is really good. Um, again, my typical caveat with Burial, I don't know that I'll ever see this again, especially since it's a collaboration with Halfway Crooks. Yeah, you never will. I'll never see it again, but um, yeah, no, this is a good one. If you happen to see it, and especially if you like mild ales, um, you know, it's just such a different experience than the typical, like, beat you outside the head, hops, IPAs, the normal stuff. Of course, we got that most of what we got the rest of the show, but uh, it's fun to have these because it's just a different change of pace. It can really get your palate started in the right way. This was really good. I liked it. And then I even went backward a little more after going through everything, make sure I didn't have first beer syndrome, and I did not. This was really good. Big buy. Wells? I love this because big flavor, tiny little ABV. And I know we've talked about on the show that session beers are like poised to become the next big thing. Like we've already had the lager summer last year. Well, it's 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 little beer time now. And this is definitely getting party started on the right track. This is a great English mild. Uh, well done, Burial. Good job. Josh, what do you think? So, Jeff, you're from Indiana land. Uh, you yes. ever heard of Boilermaker chili? Um, so so a Boilermaker is beer with a shot of whiskey. Yes. Um, so what's Boilermaker chili? I don't know. It literally is just like a Honestly, chi- I turn away from most things Boilermaker because that's the hated rival of my alma mater. So. Fair enough. Uh, it's just, really, it's just chili with beer in it, P-O-T-O-P. to be honest. And it's got like four different kinds of meats. Um, just out like uh, not typical chili ingredients that you would put in. Uh, <clears throat> like I wouldn't put typically ground pork, ground chicken, bacon, and ground beef in my chili. Just oh well, that's so number amateur. one. That's a bummer. I do like I I do a version of that where it's uh, triple everything. It's three meats, three beans, uh, three different types of tomatoes, three different onions. Maybe no, not onions. Anyway, it, it it's a gimmick. 
but it's fun. Yeah, it's a gimmick. Well, I'm thinking this beer is fantastic, and it would be great in a chili, too. Heck yeah. This would be... Like, that is... For three and a half percent, that is one of the most flavorful fucking beers I think I have ever had in my entire life. That would be good in a cheese sauce. Ooh, beer cheese. Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. as a a beer cheese... But how, how? What kind of magic did they do to have that much flavor for that low ABV? Like, it's, it's just mine. the right amount of roasted malt, the right amount of... This is delicious. Know, yeah, it really is. Big huge pie. Next beer up. <clears throat> so since I was in Indiana not too long ago, uh, saw a, a suitcase of Revolution's uh, Hero IPAs. And so I picked it up. And uh, so we we're going to have a couple of those in the next couple shows. Uh, first one up is the Armadillo Hero. Um, Armadillo Hero. Armadillo Hero. Um, it says a tropical punch of juicy hops. I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, this is a good, solid IPA as part of a mixed set. Um, it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my least favorite. It's right there in the middle. It was one that I, I drank and I enjoyed. And... Um, I'm not going to buy it on its own, but it's fine. So technically no buy. Wells? Wow. Good purvising. Yeah. Um, Just for you. I'm I'm with you. There's nothing really that sets this beer off. This isn't a standout. However, I could do a hell of a lot worse. And in fact, I think we did uh, later on in this lineup. So... Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed this, especially coming from, you know that that nice roast and you know the maltiness of that uh, of that mild you know into this. It's just a very light bodied you know hop forward IPA. Nothing to it, but it's it's a good it's good beer. It's a good buy, Josh. Yeah, this is one of those that it's not offensive in any stretch of the imagination. It it's not bad. It yep. just doesn't do anything. It's not a bad thing. It's very serviceable. Yeah. And again, like you could do a lot worse. You're not writing home about it. I'm still talking and thinking about Pliny the Younger from two weeks ago. Yeah. And then there's this. But that's not what this is supposed to be. So there's that. Yeah. But and I mean, honestly, too, though, I think I've had better jukebox heroes than this one. So I think I'm right there with you, Jeff. Not that it's a bad beer. I'm just going to know by it. All right. Moving on, uh, Mr. Chris sent us a can of Beachwood's Amalgamator. Which Josh, was, do you remember the Amalgamator? Oh, very, very well. This was like one of my favorite beers of all time a few what do you, years what ago. What do you remember most about that beer? That it being really punchy and very West Coasty, and It's interesting because like I, too, that's kind of what my memory of it was. And then I had this, and this feels thinner than what I remember. Having said that... It does, you're right. The hops are just... It's just a great hop load. I very much enjoy it. Um, it's it's just really, really good. Do you like swallowing this load um, of hops? Not as much as you do, I think. Fair. But uh, I, I do like this beer. Uh, I would buy this... Uh, so buy for me. Wells? There's no body. This this comes off like carbonated hop tea to me, which is fine and dandy. I just wanted a little bit more in the malt department, and this just isn't it. Um, 
it's not bad. It's just not really my cup of tea, so to speak. So I'm going to know. Cup of hop tea? No. Josh. It is weird because it does taste different than the last time we had this. But it's also been, and you can do a search here in a second, but I mean, it it has been, I want to say two or three years since we had that originally. Yeah. So recipes change. Uh Boston lager. Yeah. Our palates change. Everything changes in that short time. This still does have that kind of punch you in the face hops, but Wells, you're right. This is, and Jeff, even you said, this is very thin. There just doesn't seem to be a lot of body to this anymore, or at least perceived that way. I mean, that being said, at 7%, and it drinks like a session, I mean... <laughs> I'd still buy this, no no doubt about it, but it does need a little bit more backbone to it. It's just missing something. Needs a mall backbone? That's Will's favorite thing to have. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> I fucking hate that phrase. All right, next beer up. Uh, also from Chris, uh, from El Segundo, it's the Power Plant Triple IPA. Sirs, I present to you this 11% IPA that does not drink like an 11% IPA. <laughs> it is, um, it's it's a, I, I um, he sent two, I drank one. I don't blame and, you. Uh, soloing this, um, as it starts to warm up, especially as you get like more adjusted to it, there is a little hint of booze on the back end. Um, but it's it's just really good. Uh, he said they made an even stronger version of this, but he said it was like syrup. I'm like, yeah, okay, I could see that. I don't necessarily want that. Um, you know, we're talk, kind of talking about like comparing this to younger. And I'm like, well, you can't, you know, number one, but you can get your hands on this pretty much all the time. And well, if you live out in California. Yeah. So you live within like a five mile radius of El Segundo, which he apparently does. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would totally buy this on the regular and have it in the fridge on the regular. Um, this is excellent beer. Big buy. Wells. I'm with you, Jeff. This is, this is something I could definitely, uh, have around on the regular. It is still, uh, lighter bodied, but nowhere near the seltzeriness of that uh, Beechwood. Uh, this this was rather tasty, and I uh, enjoyed it very much. Thank you, Chris. Josh, what do you think, man? I'm trying to remember if it was this that he was... So we FaceTimed on Saturday. Every time we do, he always has something from El Segundo in his kegerator. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And I'd, yeah, if I well, live that close to this place, I, I, I want to say that it was this, if I remember right. And I'm like... Motherfucker, that's a, that that's a that's a big ass beer to have on tap. Yeah, but damn, I'm jealous. Like, yeah. whoo wee! I mean, like, if I could regularly get this, yeah. Although, are we really calling this a triple IPA? It's eleven percent. I mean, like when we're calling, like most quote unquote doubles around, especially around our area, are eight percent, eight and a half percent. What's you, Baby Maker? It, it's ten nine. Is it? Oh, it's not. It's not. I not thought it was ten. It's in the eights. Oh, shit. Okay. I thought it was higher than that. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I guess we could look it up, but yeah, still, you know, still, uh, when you're talking about triple IPA, I really think that that starts for, for in 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 my mind at eleven and up. Okay. Yeah, baby makers eight and a half. Okay. And you know, like at some point, we got away from like the you know I always kind of wax nostalgic about the old stone. Double IPAs that were ten percent. 
Maharaja was 10 to 11%. That used yeah. to be kind of like table stakes for a double IPA, and now yep. it's not. Now everybody wants to say double IPA, but they don't want to make an expensive double IPA, so they make this like, you know, 8 to 9% double IPA, IPA, whatever. I've, I've seen some breweries that'll have like an imperial version of a beer, and it's like a half a percent stronger, and it's like, why though? Yeah. Is that, is that the best you could do? Like, yeah. I want to put my best Gordon Ramsay impression to, to you know. <laughs> are you satisfied with this? Are you satisfied with this? But no, this is good. Big, huge. What part. are you? An idiot sandwich. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. Um, box turtle alert. From the uh, hero, anti hero revolution box. Um, it's Jukebox Hero, a black India pale ale, which. You know, like, I thought we as a society decided that we were going to forget about Cascadian Dark Ales, but apparently not. Um, this nope. one's here. That being said, I've had a lot worse. This is not terrible. The amount of hops they throw at this thing kind of makes it okay. Um, I'll take this over any of those, like, remember when coffee IPA was a thing? I mean, I know we made one and it was terrible, but, you know, like, it's it's... It's better than it should be, but I'm still not going to buy it. Wells? So recently, Stone brought or re-released the Sublimely Self-Righteous Black IPA, which still, to this day, is in my top three of, of a style that's otherwise pretty forgettable. Firestone Walker, I think, made a really good one. I'm biased as hell, but I think Old Hickory made a good one. Um Otherwise, like, I wasn't sad when black IPAs went the way of the dinosaur. Uh, this does not make me nostalgic for the heady black IPA days. I think this was more of a brown IPA than anything. Yeah, uh, it was not very dark. It, it's just, it, yeah, it's not very dark. It's not very hop. It's not as hop forward as I was kind of hoping for. This, it, this was fine, but God, I'm just not buying a black IPA anymore. Yeah. Can you just imagine five years from now when it's like time to revisit brood IPAs? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about the turd? We'll be box. like, remember when we all liked hazy IPAs? And I'd be like, I didn't like hazy IPAs back then. Did you wear an onion on your belt too, Gramps? I did. All right. Josh, what do you think of this? <clears throat> so I, I think Jeff said it best. It's non-offensive. It's probably one of the better CDAs I've had in a long time. But I don't want any more of this. Like, <laughs> they're so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't think about whether or not they should. Yeah, like I was happy as as all of us were to see this style just go the way, and it doesn't need to come back ever again. Please, 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 just make it stop, please. Final beer up. Final beer up. Um, from the anniversary party, Divine Barrels, Carolina Cobbler, but it's double Carolina Cobbler Blueberry Edition. Um, I don't remember what the OG clocked in at ABV wise, but this was 8%, which seems like a bit for a fruit beer. I want to say the originals maybe were like five, 6% probably. Um, I, so <clears throat> we've had a lot of divine barrels, Carolina cobblers on the show and blueberry while good, uh, wasn't my least favorite, but I just, it always, that one to me, I, like I was, it was the least exciting, I think of, of the batch just because it was kind of weak. Um, 
for me, this double actually brings the blueberry up to where I would have wanted it to be to call it a blueberry beer. Um, so help me if they put out a double blackberry, I'm going to be in trouble and broke. But uh, this double blueberry, actually, I really do enjoy it. It has all of the hallmarks of the Cobbler series that I really enjoy. In, but the blueberry is actually a lot more present than there. And I appreciate that. So uh, this one's a buy for me. Wells? I mean, it tastes like Cobbler in liquid form. Um, I don't know how in the hell this is 8% ABV. Um, because it doesn't drink it. It doesn't show up and show out. This is a, a really solid entry in a, in a series that I'm quite a, quite a fan of. So, Josh, what do you think of this? As the one that normally doesn't like this style, and this beer in particular, this one really did surprise me and how much I actually did enjoy it. <laughs> cool. I don't know that I could get through a whole can, to be brutally honest with you, because it is very sweet. This also would go excellent with a big bowl of vanilla ice cream. Oh. And Good, you know, high-quality vanilla ice cream. Well, yeah, no, thing, no, like, nobody's if, got time for that, like, If you don't garbage. know that you can garbage. get through a full can of that, you take a little bit out and do, like, a really quick a, reduction a, a, Yeah, on simple it, syrup. And, and ugh, just dump that on top of your ice cream, and away you go. That would be tasty. Have you had Tillamook ice cream? Mm-hmm. Oh, that is. Oh, yeah. That oh, is yeah. the jam. Yeah. That's that the, stuff. That is, I have got too much money and not enough sense ice cream because yeah. that shit's expensive. But for when it's it on sale, it is load up the fridge. Oh, yeah. It's same, it's same with their cheese, man. Their cheese, oh, their too. Cheese is so good. Jesus. But it's like $3 for a bar of cheese. And it's yeah. like, oh, this is a little expensive. But man, it's so good. Yeah, with cheese talk. Welcome to cheese talk. Yeah, I, I look at their. Welcome so, to the Cheddar Blue Cast. But, I mean, unfortunately, just because this is so sweet, I don't think I could get through a full can of it. I'm going to have to know by it. It's still uh, good. You knew what was going to happen. You knew what was going to happen. Doesn't mean I still can't be disappointed. That's right. All right. Well, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? Well, of all the beers that we're going to spend our hard-earned money on, what's the one that we want the most on tap at our theoretical, or in Jeff's case, literal, home mm. kegerator? Speaking of Jeff... Um, I'm reminded of the old Gatorade commercial. I want to be like Mike, except I want to be like Chris. I want this power plant on tap. Um, again, having gone through a can of this, like it's not the kind of thing that you're going to be mainlining for like four hours straight. But um, my move anymore is I have a beer with dinner, and um, yeah, this would be the one yeah. pretty much every night. Wells, how about you? Got to be the burial spectacle of martyrdom. So good. So uh, good. And it really, like, I could drink this all day and all night. And damn, it's just delicious. Not feel it? Yeah. I mean, have a keg of this and you've got, like, a full day of football ahead of you. Like, oh, man. I'd... I, not again, beer cheese. Like, yeah. this is prime for beer cheese. So, yeah, it's, it's got to be that one for With me. Some Tillamook. <laughs> With some Tillamook. Where are you going, Josh? Sure, it'll cost you $82. But. but. Man, this is actually tough because burial is really good. So is that power plant, though. I think I'm going to have to go with the power plant. As much as I really would love to have just a nice English mild on tap, it's burial. I'll probably never see this beer again. Ever. I'd love to know if... Uh, which, which is, is why you would buy a keg of it, right? Right? Well, I'd love to know if Steve Austin was involved with this one at all. Because, like, power plant is... I want to say it was, like, WCW's, like, training grounds. Yeah, it so, was. And he wasn't, I'm sure. 
Well, and this has got like little electric bolts on it, so maybe not. But this does have that nice little thing where you can like uh, the the label is perforated, so you can like scrape it and then peel it off real easy. Yeah, that's super nice. Yes. All right, Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? Come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Find links to our old episodes, um, our Patreon, uh, our Facebook, our Twitter. Slide into our DMs at CBCast. I was shocked to see that not too many people actually do that. Uh, I happened to load up TweetDeck for the first time in forever as I was going on my rant about that company. And I was like, huh, there's really not a whole lot of people that, uh, that slide into our DMs. So, nope. you know, if you... If you just want to talk to Josh at CBcast, that's probably why nobody does it. Yeah, probably. Maybe I should take that over and people might actually Maybe, slide in there. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Who knows? Wells, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at all the wells and Twitter too. I'm I'm finally unlocked <laughs> after after a little bit of time, a little a brief timeout. Mumphus. Yeah, yeah. Mumphus. Turns out there are just some things you can't see on the internet, like the word Memphis. <laughs> Wait, what? Twitter had some kind of like glitch in their system, and so their automatic content filter was automatically suspending people who tweeted Memphis. Are you serious? Dead yes. serious. Wow. <laughs> Way to go, Twitter. Yes, automation works until it doesn't. So like if I decided I wanted to have like Memphis barbecue or then you would have a timeout unless you deleted that tweet. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Josh, where are you? <laughs> now it doesn't forget the fact that it's a Nazi party, you know. It's the fact that you said Memphis. That's why you got suspended. But, well, yeah, and there's a song from Norma Jean called Memphis Laid the Waste. And, yeah, there's all kinds of other uses of the, the word Memphis. That, there's yeah. legitimately, like, they've not been able to come up with, like, a reason or any related activity that caused it. It's just like a... The huh, algorithm went crazy. Well, that kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yep. you, you can follow me on Twitter at JoshBC. Don't forget to rate and review this on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend. Tell somebody. I've listened to this band of jackassery for years. Don't forget our about our dead subreddit, slash r slash craftbeercast. Uh, post stories and shit in there. We'll talk about them if you post them, I promise. I just followed the subreddit. Good for you. I know, right? I haven't posted anything in there yet. Eh, don't worry Do about I it. You don't get need karma. To. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll upload you on two accounts, so <laughs> get you some sweet Reddit karma. Uh, other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. <laughs>